This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The U.S. Supreme Court has denied an appeal coming from the Alabama Attorney General's office when it comes to a congressional district map that was drawn up by the state legislature this past summer. With the emergency stay request being denied by the Supreme Court, it now puts three maps in play that were created by a special master as the options that the three-judge panel will consider when it comes to choosing the congressional districts for the 2024 election. The map puts a majority of black and minority voters in Congressional District 2 and 7. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall responded to the decision by the U.S. Supreme Court saying that the state of Alabama will comply with this latest ruling made ahead of the 2024 election. However, the state will also build a case to defend that 2023 map and take it back to court. Marshall said that for 2024, however, the state of Alabama will be encumbered with what he described as racially gerrymandered districts. And he said that simply looking at the maps that were created by the special master shows that basic geography and local economies were thrown aside in order to pursue racial quotas. And with this latest change to congressional districts, it looks like Terry Sewell's district already has a primary challenger. State Senate Minority Leader Bobby Singleton told 1819 News that he is putting together an exploratory committee to look into the possibility of challenging Sewell in the Democrat primaries, which would be for the 7th Congressional District. Singleton has been elected to the state Senate since 2005, and Sewell is in her seventh term as a congresswoman. Well, there is more library controversy erupting down in Fairhope. A private investigator from Orange Beach, Wendy Pickering, was contacted by parents in Baldwin County to look into the books at the Fairhope Library. Pickering says that what she found was so alarming that she contacted the FBI. Pickering says there were several books that were inappropriate, but one book in particular would fall into the category of child pornography because it has drawings of naked people, sex positions, and close-up of genitals. Pickering also spoke about it to the Fairhope City Council this past Monday to make them aware of this particular book and to find out if the city council is funding those libraries, which would ultimately make them liable when it comes to possession of child pornography. Pickering says the Protect Act of 2003 makes such a book illegal, and she's even gone so far as to contact Governor Ivey about it. A man who was charged with killing his daughter in Lee County over 10 years ago was in court this week to seek bond once again. The attorney for Lamar Vickerstaff requested a bond of $250,000 along with an ankle monitor. The judge has yet to rule in this request. Lamar Vickerstaff has been behind bars since his arrest this past January after the cold case of baby Jane Doe found in Opelika was reopened with the use of DNA. Vickerstaff is now charged with beating and killing the four-year-old Amori Wiggins and leaving her body behind a mobile home. Her body was discovered in 2012. An Alabama inmate is objecting to being the first execution with a new protocol of nitrogen hypoxia. Kenneth Smith has filed an appeal with the Alabama Supreme Court to ask for a rejection of the state attorney general's request to execute Smith with this new method. There was an attempt to execute Smith last year that involved lethal injection, but that did not go through due to lack of finding the proper vein. The attorneys for Smith say that he should not be a test subject for what they called experimentation. A former state senator objects to that terminology. Trip Pittman spoke with Fox 10 TV News saying that there are examples of people dying from nitrogen inhalation during industrial accidents and even suicide attempts and that the effects of the process are fully known. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden spent about an hour in the state of Michigan on Tuesday. He joined the striking auto workers there. You guys, UAW, you 
saved the automobile industry back in 2008 and before. Made a lot of sacrifices, gave up a lot, and the companies were in trouble. But now they're doing incredibly well. And guess what? You should be doing incredibly well, too. Biden got a few photo ops and then took off to California to take part in a big fundraiser among the Hollywood elites. Meanwhile, ABC News is reporting that a federal probe into Biden's handling of classified documents is now a massive investigation. Sources are telling ABC that as many as 100 witnesses have been called in for interviews in the past few weeks. The House Oversight Committee has released the names of three witnesses that the committee will be talking to this Thursday as part of the impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. The first will be a forensic accountant, Bruce Dubinsky. The second, a former assistant attorney general within the DOJ's tax division, Eileen O'Connor. And the third, the chairman for public interest law within the George Washington University Law School, Jonathan Turley. There are nine members within the Biden family that House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer says were recipients of $10 million from foreign nationals and foreign companies. Hunter Biden has filed a lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani for accessing the laptop from hell. Hunter's lawsuit claims that Giuliani totally annihilated the plaintiff's digital privacy and was even involved in hacking or tampering with the content. Hunter filed that lawsuit in a Los Angeles federal court. A recent Rasmussen Reports poll shows that a third of Democratic voters will vote for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in the 2024 presidential election if he decides to run as an independent. 41% of Democrats have a favorable view of Kennedy, 56% of Republicans do, and 49% of those with no party affiliation. In response to this poll, the Kennedy campaign made a statement that the fact that Joe Biden is so unpopular that 33% of Democrats would vote for an independent in the general election underscores the importance of running a fair and competitive primary. As far as we know, Kennedy has yet to receive his requested Secret Service protection as he campaigns across the country. Kennedy's father and uncle, Robert and John Kennedy, were both killed by assassination. A judge has ruled against Donald Trump in the civil lawsuit brought against him by the New York Attorney General Letitia James. Judge Arthur Engeron ruled that Trump and his companies had overvalued the company assets and net worth in financial filings, and as a result, this put Trump and his companies in better positions for loan terms and insurance premiums. The judge's ruling is a summary statement ahead of the non-jury trial that will begin in another day. A.G. James is seeking $250 million in penalties, as well as a ban on Trump doing business in the entire state of New York. J.P. Morgan Chase has agreed to settle out of court in a lawsuit filed against the financial institution by the U.S. Virgin Islands. J.P. Morgan will pay $75 million in this settlement. The lawsuit is in regards to the bank benefiting financially by holding accounts for Jeffrey Epstein, even while Epstein was involved in sex trafficking of minor females. J.P. Morgan has also agreed to implement meaningful anti-trafficking measures. J.P. Morgan recently settled with some of the victims of Epstein's crimes to the tune of $290 million. J.P. Morgan released a statement saying the settlement should not be seen as an admission of liability, but that the banking firm does deeply regret any association with Epstein. Ford Motor Company decides to put a pause on a $3.5 billion project to build EV batteries in Michigan. Construction of the plant will be halted until the company can ensure their ability to be competitive in this industry. The Blue Oval Battery Park was created in collaboration with a Chinese firm and was projected to create 2,500 jobs. The whole project was granted $1.7 billion in cash and corporate incentives from Michigan state lawmakers. The start of the project caused three different U.S. House committees to inquire about this partnership with China and even start their own investigation.
You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.